Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Dr. History, finally. <laughs> Good morning, Zeb. I'm sorry, I had a brain bubble. You're, you're fallible. <laughs> yeah, besides that, I made a mistake. Besides that, yes. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, just a beautiful day out there. Nice. Harvest is going great. Yes, sir. Looking good. Yes, yeah. sir. So today, Zeb, you know, people have asked us to do stories about our local area. Yep. And so this book right here I've used last week. Outlaw. Oh, that's the one by Randy Staples. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Outlaw Tales of Idaho. And this one actually took place right here in Twin Falls. Oh, there you just go. Just a few miles away from us. All right. So, Lida Lewis. Okay. That's the woman we're going to talk about. Lida? Lida. Okay. Lida Lewis and Ed Meyer got married in September 1920. So, we're 100 years away here. And now here they were in the Twin Falls Hospital only a month later after they got married, facing an emergency. Uh oh. Meyer was the manager of the Blue Lakes Ranch, having worked for many years for Ira Perrine. Oh, okay, the Prime yeah, Bridge. Yeah. Lida Lewis had married at a young age only to become a widow just three years earlier, and then a second marriage widowed, and a third widowed, and now her fourth husband was desperately sick, and she was only 28 years old. And it says that she was... Wait a, a minute, she had four husbands? This, by, is, this is number four. At 28? Yeah. And it says that she was a striking beauty, got a lot of attention, and now here's husband number four, Ed Meyer... He's laying here in the hospital bed. He he's could, sick, too? He's sick. He could only groan. Oh, you'll see, Zeb. <laughs> I think I've got it pictured. <laughs> he could only groan in pain because his insides seemed to be on fire. Oh. Doctors had not been able to reach a diagnosis, and for a time they settled on food poisoning. So they kept him in the, in the hospital, and he was just kind of hanging on. Then after about six days, Ed Meyer seemed to kind of turn a corner. The pain was fading. He seemed to be getting better. Lida visited him regularly. She brought a picnic basket with the fixings for lunch and was hoping for a little private time. And Lida happily took her picnic basket into the room where her husband was waiting. And they'd been there uh, together for several hours. Then Lida threw the door open, panic on her face. Once again, something was wrong. Ed was sick again and doubled over in terrible pain. Uh, early that evening, he died. He Number four. Number four. Croaked. They were stunned, puzzled. They might have been less puzzled. Uh, they might have found that only a couple of weeks before, she had taken out an insurance policy on Meyer's life, which was now set to pay out uh, $12,000. Now, this is 1920s, Ed. Way back then. What would that be, like 120 now? Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. So, Lida was born in 1892 in yeah, Keatsville, Missouri. Her dad was named William Trueblood, and he spotted a poster advertising spectacular opportunities in Idaho. <laughs> in the, what are you laughing for? I'm sorry. The opportunities. I'm sorry. I okay. Apologize. Well, here we go. <laughs> so in South Central Idaho, the whole region was considered magical, even be, being called the Magic Valley. Right. Clear back then. Okay. I got the picture, Doc. Okay. All right. I'll, We'll just keep going. So 1906, the True Bloods packed up and headed west. Uh, True Bloods land was uh, watered by the Salmon Falls Dam. So that's just kind of south of us here. Yeah. Right. 
but it didn't water very well. And now 14-year-old uh, Lida uh, watched him struggle to survive. You know, they weren't didn't have any money. But she was a bright, red-haired girl. Lida attracted plenty of male attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, she graduated from Twin Falls High School in 1910. So, Did she ever picture on the wall as one of their uh, most likely most, to achieve? How about this picture right there? <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, don't give it away, Zeb. I won't say a word. Okay. Uh, we'll explain that later, folks. Uh, so... Um, oh, where'd I go here? Okay. Most likely to succeed. Yeah. yeah. So she graduated in 1910. Robert Dooley had known Lida back in Missouri. They were married in March 1912 in Twin Falls and then drove back to Missouri where Dooley took over part of the family property. Now, those two years were not very prosperous. So they came back here to Twin Falls with Dooley's brother, Ed, and she had a daughter named Laura Marie. And they bought a small farm. Okay. The young family had just started to develop that farm when Ed, Robert's brother, her brother-in-law, Dooley, had died of tomaine poisoning. Uh-oh. A few months later, in late 1915, Robert Dooley, too, died, apparently, of the typhoid epidemic. Uh-huh. So now her husband and her brother-in-law are dead. And this is Lida's. Lida's right. number two husband. Gotcha. The deaths were investigated, but not very heavily. Only later, after extensive checks, would authorities learn that a life insurance policy Uh had been taken out on Ed Dooley, the brother-in-law, with a payoff of $2,500 going to Robert and Lida, and that another policy on Robert had been taken out for $5,000 with Lida as the beneficiary. The old gal's making some money. So now she's ahead uh, $7,500 plus what she got from the first guy. Yeah. So she was, uh, uh, there was a guy named Bill, Billy McAfee. Okay. And he stopped in a cafe in Twin Falls, uh, here where, uh, she was working. And they got together and they got married in 1917. Uh, uh, then in uh, 1918, Billy McAfee abruptly fell ill and died. Uh, you know, I just can't believe it. The, <laughs> the poor, bad luck. Bad luck, my goodness. And, and here's the tragic part, Zeb. Yeah. And then the daughter, Laura Marie, died. Oh, they had a daughter? Yeah, they with uh, the first husband. Yeah. Oh, I see. She's gone. I see. So now we have uh, Lida Trueblood Dooley McAfee. Okay, keep going. So I will. <laughs> sold all her property and vanished from Twin Falls. She left. Yeah. And only one man knew where she'd gone. There was a farm machinery salesman named Harlan Lewis. So they got married in Denver in 1919. Then they moved up to Billings, Montana. Now, was Harlan originally from Twin Falls? Uh, says he was a salesman here I see. in Twin Falls. I see. So don't know for sure. Uh, well, actually, they, he, they moved up to Billings, Montana, where uh, I think some of his family was. Just three months after the wedding, oh, no. Harlan Lewis was dead in Billings, Montana. What happened? Lida Trueblood Dooley McAfee Lewis stayed long enough to collect on a $10,000 life insurance policy. What did he die? Oh, we're going to get there. I bet you are. (laughs) So far, she'd managed to run under the radar of the law. Yeah. Okay. She returned to Twin Falls from up there in Montana in 1920. Then that's when she began to socialize with Ed Meyer, number four. Okay. You're losing me. Manager of the Blue Lakes Ranch. He's the guy we started out with. Oh, the, the guy that oh, was in the hospital. Oh, he lived. No, no. Well, for a little while. 
Stay with me, Zach. I am. Okay. A few days after Ed Meyer died, remember she was in the hospital taking him food? Yeah. Okay. Lida tried to collect on the $12,000 life insurance. The company rejected the payout because Lida had made the mistake of being late on the life insurance payment. So she didn't get that 12000 I All see. Right. Well, the sheriff needed no pressure to go after the case since he was an old friend of Myers. They were buddies. So he assigned Deputy Sheriff Virgil Ormsby to look into it and to find Lida. Well, starting with the suspicion of murder, he thoroughly explored the old McAfee house. In the basement, there was a huge stack of flypaper supplies. Lida had boiled the flypaper, extracting the arsenic from it, and then oh. poisoned the food of her husband's and presumably her daughter as well. Where okay. was this place in Twin? I, I don't know. We don't want to go there. No, it's the old McAfee house. If anybody knows in Twin yeah. Falls where that was. We'd like to know. Yeah, and that was in 1920. And if anybody's living there right now listening to this program, the, put it up for sale. Don't go in the basement. <laughs> So Deputy Ormsby uh, started exhuming the bodies of the four dead husbands. Oh, what a great job. And found, yeah, and found traces of arsenic in Myers and McAfee's bodies. Well, so Lida wandered on down to California, and she met a guy named Vincent Paul Southard. Number five. Number five. He was a petty officer in, on the USS Monterey, and... Southard fell in love with her, and within weeks, the two were married in Los Angeles. And South, and this is 1920, Southard was transferred to Pearl Harbor, and Lida followed him there to Pearl Harbor. Well, Deputy Ormsby tracked her down from city to city. He discovered that she had left for Hawaii, uh, where Chief Petty Officer Southward had been transferred. So now she's in Hawaii. Now, hoping to block another poisoning, Ormsby called law enforcement at Honolulu. They followed both both of Ormsby's instructions to arrest Lida and to check around to see if any life insurance policy had been taken out on her new husband. One had been, but was canceled. So she was following the same oh, uh, method of. What know, was the cancellation reason? Uh, I don't know. Somehow, I, uh, I guess, with the insurance company found out what was going on, and they canceled. Oh. Uh, I guess maybe the police probably said, hey, I see. you probably should cancel that. So she was brought back here to Twin Falls to stand trial. So Lida Southard became an international celebrity. Lida Trueblood, now follow this, Seth. Lida, Trueblood, Dooley, McAfee, Lewis, Meyer, Southard was jailed in September 1921 and was uh, tried. Did she, when she went to the bank to get personal checks, did they have to order a bigger check so she could sign her name? Just enough to get, yeah. It probably had the big ones, you know. Wow. So the trial lasted seven weeks. It was the longest criminal trial in Idaho up to that point. Okay. And it was in twin. Yeah. She was convicted of second-degree murder, and she was only less than 30 years old. She was only 30? Yeah, yeah. Well, so it keeps going, okay? Okay, she, let, uh, me, let me rest my head on my hands. Okay. <laughs> she established a romantic relationship with an inmate You're, named no, no, David no. Minton. No, 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 no. <laughs> in the middle of the night in May of 1931... 
two weeks after Minton was released from prison, Lida broke through the bars of her window and escaped. How did she... Was she a big woman? Uh, or? Well, must have been fairly skinny. I don't know. She, she escaped. Anyway, so she got married. Now, she didn't marry this guy. Okay, she escaped. So she got married again in Denver to a guy named Harry Whitlock. Poor Harry. She had suggested a 20... She's going up in price here, Zeb. She suggested a $20,000 life insurance policy on him. But it had not been purchased. Lida was finally picked up in Kansas, and the Whitlock's marriage was annulled. She was returned to Boise. Lida stayed in prison most of the next decade. In October 1941, she was released. Uh, and she was fully pardoned. Okay. Who? Wait a minute. Stop there. Why would she possibly be pardoned? I think she the she was kind of a darling that people felt sorry for or something. She was a black widow. Very, very black, right? I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so she took off. Uh, she came back to... Uh, the far- family farm in Twin Falls. Well, she but, came back to Twin again? Yeah. But her relatives and the other town people didn't really welcome her presence. Well, imagine that. <laughs> so after a few months, she moved to Provo, Utah, where she wasn't known. And there she scraped together enough money to buy a small secondhand shop. She met a man named oh, no. Hal Shaw oh. and married him. Then Shaw's children found out about Lida's past, and one day Shaw vanished from Lida's sight before he could die. Oh. She later moved to Salt Lake City and worked as a housekeeper and a waitress. She died in 1958, apparently of a heart attack. She's buried in Utah under the name of Lida Shaw, because that was the last, the last marriage. So, so here we go, Zeb. Lida Trula, Trueblood, Dooley, McAfee, Lewis, Meyer, Southard, Whitlock, Shaw. Seven I, I husbands. I have never heard that in my life. And she killed uh, six of them. Yeah. So here's that picture, and we can share with the listeners. Hand that over to me yeah. for a minute. i got to take a look at that. And, and those uh, are the mug shots of Lida. <laughs> Idaho State Penitentiary, Lida. Lewis, uh, now with the last name Shaw. Yeah. Holy cow. And whatever came out in the trial, I mean, did they well, ever? Well, they convicted her. Yeah. You know, and sent her to prison. But uh, she spent time in there until she escaped. How in the world could she get pardoned is still a that burning kinda... question. I mean, she killed all these people. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'd think she'd be hung, right? Well, yeah. Or, or at least life in prison. Yeah. But uh, she must have, I don't know, somehow she talked the legal system into letting her letting her go. We need to find out where that house is and or was. And there was a farm, too. And uh, that would have been the True Blood Farm, which was uh, south of here on the Salmon Falls uh, uh, irrigation track. Oh, so it was out south uh, in perhaps the Rogerson area? Yeah, out that direction, right? Really? Because it was after the Salmon Falls Dam was put in. Yeah. So maybe down towards, what, five? We need to do some detective work on this. Yeah. And then we need to call the people that are currently living in that house and saying, get out of there! (laughs) Do not, do not go in the basement. But 
you know, you think about it. I mean, uh, flypaper has, and I didn't know this till I read this, arsenic on it that kills the flies. So she would boil the flypaper to get the arsenic and then... Put it in their food? And then somehow put it in the food. You would have think, or you'd think that it had a taste or an odor or something. I don't know. I don't know about that. Unless it's you put it in... uh, such small amounts. What's that, for supper, dear? Yeah, yeah mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> laced with arsenic. Oh, my goodness. So. You know, that is an interesting story, and there is a case. I wonder if she's got relatives still living around here. Well, you know, her daughter, you know. She her daughter, daughter died. And so okay. it doesn't say that she but had what any about, children. Did any of the husbands have children from previous marriages? That we don't know. Yeah. And, that, and that's a possibility. I mean, uh, uh, Myers, he worked here, you know, uh, for Perrine. Yeah. He may have had some children before he married Holy her. smokes. Uh, and she was called the Black Widow. No, I just made that up. Oh. But, uh, yeah. But they say, you know, I, looking at her picture, she doesn't look too bad, but I wouldn't really call her a striking Beauty. No, she kind of reminds me of uh, the woman that played in that one movie, uh, Mama Get Off, Kicked oh, Off the Train or something like that. Right. You know which one I'm talking yeah, I, about? I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Not very attractive. No. 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 Yeah. But that is quite a story, and I had no idea that took place right here. Yeah, it, this is an interesting book. Just, you know, some of our listeners are wanted stories from local here, yeah. not here. And so, folks, if you're not from local, it's, uh, it's one of our local stories and uh, uh, kind of a famous one, really. I just wonder if there's any relatives that, by marriage yeah. or whatever, that are still, oh, see, she died in 1958? Yeah. Well, they're children or grandchildren could still be here but not hers no 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 yeah but no. of others yeah. yeah but you know this this is about as famous as the diamond field jack yeah. uh, trial really? which I, which actually went on longer you know it went on for a long time so they... always uh if you're concerned about what your wife's giving you uh hire one of your neighbors to come over and be a taste tester <laughs> <laughs> hey folks we're having dinner today come on over <laughs> holy cow what are we going to talk about next week uh actually there is another story in here that i may do next week uh-huh. uh it's uh Let's see here. And while you're thinking about that, what about all our friends overseas and in Australia? And yeah, I guess what about Mr. Budweiser, Lager, no, or whatever? No, Schnitzel Fleischer. Yeah, I can't say that because I'm afraid I'll get arrested. Yeah, uh, they're still out there, uh, hopefully listening. And uh, uh, actually, I met some, I was at a football game uh, Saturday night sitting by some good folks from Wyoming. The Schnitzel Fleischer. No, it wasn't that, him. Oh. But some really nice folks that we were sitting at the BYU-Wyoming football game. Oh, you were there. Yeah, and oh. uh, they were from Wyoming, and we just had a great visit, and we cheered both teams, and it oh. was fun. Had a good time. Who bought all the hot dogs? Uh, we bought one of those, what do you call, uh, cougar tails. Those what great big are long. those? Deanne and I saw those on TV, and what are they? Real quick, i got to do a They're about a two-foot-long uh, maple bar. Really? Yeah, big, long maple bar. Did you have yours put on with bacon? Uh, no. Okay. But, but they were pretty darn good. I'll bet they are. <laughs>